0: The heartbeat, the blood inside of me, the life inside of me.
1: will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts, but who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire and like a fuller's soap and he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord as in the days of old and as in the former years. come near to you to judgment, and I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers, And against the adulterers, and against false swearers, and against those that oppress the hireling in his wages, the widow and the fatherless, and that turn aside the stranger from his right. And fear not not me, saith the Lord of hosts. Welcome, and God bless you, and welcome to another segment of Kingdom Empowerment Radio. Uh, My name is Chaplain Kevin Graves. I'm your host for this evening. I'm with you every second and fourth Monday of each month. It is a pleasure being with you once again, my dear brothers and sisters. God bless you, and I want to say also thank you to Dr. Gani and her husband uh, for allowing me to be a part of Kingdom Empowerment Radio, to be a part of this move of God it is truly an honor. It is a privilege. It is not something that I take lightly, and I just want to give honor to whom honor is due. And God bless you, man of God. God bless you, woman of God. I hope all is well with you and your family. And I also want to say thank you to Dr. Sonny Agbomo. Thank you, my brother, for, for being a partaker and, 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 and being a witness. Uh, to what God is doing in this time, and God bless you, my dear brother, and, and your family as well, and help everything as well with you, and I want to say thank you, and God bless you to all the listeners, all those who who decided to uh, spend this uh, Christmas Eve uh, listening to Kingdom Empowerment Radio. God bless you for time out of your busy schedule, of uh, going uh, here and there, and, and traveling, and and I'm sure uh, a lot of uh, time spent with family, a time of uh, reflection and a time of really just giving thanks. And, and I also want to say thank you to all of those uh, men and women in uh, the United States military uh, who are uh, abroad and who are not home uh, uh, during this time of year. And I just want to say God bless you and, and thank you for your dedication Thank you for your service uh, uh, to your country, and uh, thank you for keeping all of us safe, Uh, because without you, uh, uh, it would be uh, a very difficult thing, Uh, and I'm sure a lot of our enemies, uh, foreign and domestic, uh, would would really uh, uh, take advantage uh, of, of that, if not for the men and women of the United States Armed Forces, as well as law enforcement as well. And I want to say thank you as well for all the men and women in law enforcement who work tirelessly to keep us safe. So um, once again, uh, my name is Chaplain Kevin Graves uh, here on Kingdom Empowerment Radio. Uh, It is a pleasure being with you yet again. Tonight's topic is, Are You Prepared for the Soon-Coming King? I'm going to say that again. Are you prepared for the soon... Coming King And uh, as we begin every segment We begin in prayer Uh, Heavenly Father We thank you once again For another day A day to look back At your life Lord Jesus Christ To look back at your sacrifice What you have done for us That you've laid your life down Lord That we should live Lord That we should Hallelujah give a witness To what you've done in our lives Lord sure a lot of us May be in very difficult situations Right now a lot of us may be In situations that we don't want to be And Lord but you Have made a way you have made A way of provision you have Covered us with your blood You have given us an anointing to Move forward and to preach The gospel of Jesus Christ And we thank you For the privilege of of saying that, Lord, we are one of yours. It is a honor and a privilege to be the bride of Christ, and we just ask that you would continue to to allow your spirit to flow in and through us, that you would use us as, as uh, we're about to uh, put a close and a ribbon, if you will, on 2018, and as we're about to embark on a new year, a new year, of, of, of elevation, a new year of higher revelation in the things of God, Lord, that you would take us higher and deeper into your presence, higher and deeper into the things of God, that Lord, we are not going to make resolutions that we cannot keep, but we just ask that you would impart in us new understanding, a fresh touch, a fresh anointing, a fresh, fresh move of God, Lord, that you would in 2019 take us to places where we never thought possible. In our own understanding, we come against anything that, Lord, would hinder us, whether it be religion, whether it be our own understanding, whether it be fear, that, Lord, you would dismantle and destroy every obstacle and hindrance that would keep us from a full and lasting relationship with you, anything that would hinder us from moving forward. Uh, Lord, we, we give you the glory, we give you the honor and the praise, and we move forward in expectancy, in expectancy, that you are going to move in our lives powerfully, that you are going to do new things and that you are going to, to to guide us as we walk this very, very difficult walk at times. But, Lord, you're going to be there through the storms. You're going to be there through the difficult circumstances to give us instruction. And we thank you for what you're doing, and we thank you for what you're about to do. We give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise that is due your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen Beloved this evening uh, For those that know me I frown upon religion I frown upon traditionalism Normally this time of year uh, You know there's the Christmas carols And the Christmas trees and the Holiday cheer, and I don't want to sound like Ebenezer Scrooge, <laughs> but I'm not with traditions, and I'm not saying that there wasn't a time when I celebrated Christmas. Uh, there, there was. I mean, I, 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 I. There was a time when yes, we would wait for family, and and there's nothing wrong with that, and to get together with family we haven't seen in years, in some cases. And we come together to, again, as I said earlier, reflect, to reminisce, and and look back at uh, years gone by and how we used to do things and how we would laugh and joke and tease one another and, and just have a good time in one another's presence. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm very, very careful to what the Word of God says when it comes to idolatry, when it comes to the traditions of man. I am very, very careful of these things. Now, you know, when I was a child, I, you know, I spoke as a child. I did things as a child would ordinarily do. But as I've come into maturity, and I'm still maturing, by the way, I have not yet apprehended. As the Apostle Paul said, I'll say once again, I have not yet apprehended either. So I don't know everything. But one thing I do know is that God is God. And I'm talking about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I'm very careful about what I do, what I say. Do I always get it right? I don't. And then the Lord reminds me, and I'm grateful for his correction. I'm grateful for his teaching. I'm grateful for his voice. I'm grateful for his presence. I am grateful for his word, and I am grateful for the fact that he, he chose me, the God, the creator of heaven and the earth and its vastness, dust like myself nothing to say I'm gonna use you and I can't begin comprehend him saying such a thing or even to say that this is my son, this is my daughter, in whom I am well pleased. I I I, I can't begin to imagine That. So I do research on what I believe, because at some point, people are going to challenge me on what I believe. They're going to ask questions about what I believe. And I have to be prepared to give them an answer at some point. Now, do I know everything? But what I don't know, I'll research it, and I'll get back to you. With that said, with regards to the, the practices of previous churches, the early church, and what the early church has, had engaged in, and what a lot of Christians, followers of Christ, did during the times of their Roman occupation, it was very difficult for the early church it was very difficult and I can only imagine the, the 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 turmoil and how torn a lot of believers must have been when they see the Romans worshiping pagan deities, worshiping Saturn, the God of agriculture, worshiping Mitras, the God of light. So when the Romans are worshiping their sun deities, S-U-N, and having festivals and eating and drinking and engaging and in, 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 in a lot of merrymaking and revelry, what that must have been for the early church, What that, how difficult that must have been. Because remember, I'm sure to to, to worship Christ during those times when you had a lot of Romans who were worshiping their pagan deities, I'm sure there was a time when when there was conflict concerning that. Think about it. I worship the Son of God, S-O-N. And I will not entertain or have Satan try to trick me into doing something that I know is not biblical. We know that Christ was born on a day. The Bible does not tell us so. Some have tried to find out when that day was. We do not know. The Bible does not tell us. But this we do know is that our Lord and Savior was born on a day. And we give thanks. And we honor God. We honor Jesus. We honor the sacrifice. We honor our Savior. So I'll make it very clear. I do not practice, tree. I do not practice what the Romans used to practice. I do not worship pagan deities. So if you're expecting a nativity story, you're not going to get it. But what I am going to give you is I'm going to give you the love of God. I'm going to give you the truth of God. And, yes, the nativity story is a part of the life of Christ. But he's no longer in the manger. He is risen. He sits at the right hand of our heavenly father. And he is alive. He is not a genie. He is not a Santa Claus. He is a risen Savior full of grace and truth and he is the greatest gift that we could ever receive. Satan is an imposter. He is a liar. He is a deceiver. He has deceived many and he has even deceived the most elect. And I ask that, Lord, Lord, you would keep me in your truth That Lord, as I was a child I, I did childish things But as I have matured And you have moved me into manhood I put away those childish things And I put on Christ I Christ And I give him the glory And I give him the honor And I lift his name on high Every day Hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, coming of the Lord. Are you prepared for Christ's return because he's coming? Some say, when? Some say, I've heard that before. I'm asking, I'm begging you, I am imploring you. The believer. And the unbeliever, for those that know, have a responsibility to go out and to preach the gospel, to prepare the way of the Lord as John the Baptist did. And this is who the Lord is looking for. He is looking for a people, a remnant that he has called his own to go out into the highways and the hedges to make crooked paths straight to say, this is the way. Follow in it. Are you one of those people? Are you one of those elect who are going out to make, prepare a way for those who are lost? So I'm not going to get into a nativity story with you tonight. This is a Preparation message I am begging you I am imploring you Do not become comfortable Within the four walls Of a church I am not speaking against the church Let me say this again I am not speaking against the church The move of God Is not a church A building An edifice movement It is a kingdom movement It is a kingdom movement. It is not limited to to a structure. It is not confined to a structure. But the kingdom of God, the move of God, requires his people to go abroad. The church is you. I'll say it again. I am not saying Anything negative against the church. The church is not a building. The church is the believers. A building is just a place where we congregate. I don't want this to seem like I'm lecturing. I am imploring. I am begging. Time is running short. There has to be. God has called us to this. Jesus Christ himself made it very, very clear in the gospel. Let's go there. Go to, go to Mark's gospel, chapter 16. We've been through this before. And for those who are joining for the first time, God bless you, and thank you for joining me this evening. Scripture says in Mark's gospel, chapter 16, I'll start at verse 15, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs, and these signs, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then, after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth, and they went forth. They didn't stay In one place They went forth and preached Everywhere the Lord working With them and confirming The word with signs Following amen That is the word Of God That is the word of God Because of What we are accustomed To because of our Pattern of belief system and tradition we confine ourselves because mom did it and her mother did it my grandmother and her mother and her mother did it and her mother did it before her so we have become conditioned and we are not moving forward so if we're not moving forward then what are we doing we're either remaining where we're at or we're going backwards The gospel I I am terrified For The church And I'm talking about the 21st century Church Now I just made a statement that I'm not Coming against it and I'm not But I want The church The people of God The men and women of God Who truly love God but they feel that they're confined or they're in one place, I am begging you that God wants us to do exactly what it says in Mark's gospel, chapter 15, verse, excuse me, chapter 16, verses 15 through 20. That is the message of the gospel. And Jesus wants us to take this power that he has given us and now demonstrate it in the earth and use it. To bring healing and use it to cast out demons and to use it so that God can be glorified. Now, does God need us? Absolutely not. He, he could use anyone, He can use an animal. He's done that. But He's chosen to use us in this time. So, with that said, I will not remain idle, I will not remain confined to a building. I have, we have a responsibility to go out and to do the work and to prepare the way of the Lord. If we don't do it, there's going to be blood on our hands, particularly those that know, particularly those that know what we're supposed to be doing in this season. Many of us are in a very difficult situation. Where what what I what am I talking about? Many of us we struggle during this time of year. Many us many of us are sick. I'll even share a, a brief story with you. Uh there was a woman uh uh where I used to work had committed suicide. She jumped out the window, taking her own life. This was not that long ago. And That bothered me, as I'm sure would bother anyone, that what went through that woman's mind, how bad must her life have been to say, this is the only answer to my problem, and that is to take her own life. And from what I understand, her daughter died in the same manner. So there's a lot of people during the holiday season, during the time of Thanksgiving and and Christmas, thinking about hurting themselves. They're thinking about doing something to rid themselves of this pain. This time of year brings a lot of bad memories to people. Some of it has to do with family. Some of it has to do with loneliness and depression. There are a lot of people who are on medication for this depression. And and, and unfortunately, in some cases, the depression seems to get worse. We have a response to know that there is hope, that there is an alternative. To plant the seed, to give them an option. My brothers and sisters, it's 7:29 p.m. Um, I would like to open up the phone lines for any questions or comments at this time. Uh, usually, uh, the half-hour mark, uh, I normally open up the lines for any questions or comments concerning tonight's topic. Are you prepared for the coming King? Are you prepared for the coming King? So at this time, I would like to open up the phone lines for any questions or comments or if there's anyone on the line who is in need of prayer, we're also here to pray for you. Uh, it's not just uh, a sharing of, of, of the gospel, but we're here to pray for you. Is there, is, are you in need of prayer? Is there someone in your family who's in need of prayer? Uh, by all means So I would like to open up the phone lines For any questions or comments at this time Caller, you on there. God bless you If there's no one on the line I'll just continue
2: Hi, praise the Lord God good bless good afternoon, you. or Good evening, rather uh, Man of God I just wanted to uh, Say that this is a very interesting topic That you're uh, discussing Well, I have several comments, and i hope I't want to take up too much time, but i will uh, try to be as quick as possible this is a very interesting topic. I know one of the things that you are sharing um is the great Commission of Jesus Christ, which is uh, in matthew twenty twenty eight where it talks about that we have to go you be forward to all the world preaching the gospel and I agree with that um and I think one of the things and struggles that a lot of people are, are dealing with in today's modern church is what do they do when they are under uh, a particular ministry or under tutelage? And it may, may or may not be a healthy church. Maybe it's a healthy church. Maybe it's not. But one of the things that uh, we're trained to do or have been taught to do is that we're to follow proper prot- protocol. And some of the protocols, for those who may be listening, is that uh, if you are sitting under the tutelage of someone's ministry, proper protocol is to uh, wait until you are sanctioned, affirmed, and then released by your, your pastor or leader. And I'm not speaking of, of myself. I'm just speaking in general. Uh, leader. Leader. Until they affirm you and release you to go out and to 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 preach the gospel, and um, many people are still in that waiting uh, season for different reasons. So a lot of times people don't go out and minister to others because of that reason. They're just they're just waiting. Now some are waiting uh, because maybe perhaps the pastors are making the right conscious decisions because I do believe that you have to be processed and trained, girded, and equipped before you go out. So I, I kind of want to say this in a balanced way because you do have people that are not trained and processed, and they go out and make is even more damaging had they not gone out because they're not ready. You know, they're they're not ready for that level of warfare. They're not prepared or trained enough to share a particular word. Uh, Or whereas there may be some churches that there are some people who are ready and are trained, um, but yet they're being uh, stagnated or held back. And and so I think this plays a major dynamic when it comes to preparing God's people and are we prepared. And I think that before we even go out to the world and preach the gospel to anybody, the church needs to get it together first. And not saying that we shouldn't go preach, but we need to get our houses in order before we say anything to anyone else. Uh, Because, you know, this is where you get the the backlash of hearing, oh, the church is a hypocrite. Or, you know, I see all this stuff happening, and I don't see – and if you being any uh, examples or being Christ like. Uh, and then there are some good people, and they're going to have to suffer for the bad. And so I think that a lot of issues stem from within the confines of the four walls. And what do you do? What are some of the solutions? And so that's my question. So I made a comment, and now it's a question. What, what are some of the things that the church can do to better prepare the people for the coming of Christ? And what are the, some of the things that we can either do or change, rectify, some solutions uh, to leaders or people to better prepare ourselves that we can go out and to prepare the people? Question to you, men of God.
1: Thank you so much, women of God. That is a great question. Uh, I would say, number one, yes, you're absolutely right. It starts with the leadership. It starts, the mindset has to be, okay, based on what God has revealed and what God has also revealed to that man or woman, number 1 as it says in the book of Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 many of us know the scripture he gave some to be apostles and prophets evangelists pastors and teachers it's very important for as the scripture says for the edification you know we 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 don't have these callings and offices for our own glory and for our own uh, uh, satisfaction, but it's for the edification of the body of Christ. It's important that we come into the understanding of what we are called to do. It's very important that you have leadership that is kingdom-minded. It is not church-minded. It is not limited to a building, because in many cases. There are leader. There's leadership that know what people are called to do, uh, but for their own benefit, will not release them because uh, they pay tithes, uh, they give an offering, or they may have a a, a calling on their life or a skill set uh, that is very much needed for that particular uh, church body, and so therefore. Uh, the leadership will either delay or suppress individuals from moving forward because they meet need at that time, uh, which is very dangerous. Because that goes that because if leadership is doing that, and I'm not saying every church is doing this, but if you have leadership that is suppressing the people, if you have leadership that is not. Sending people and as the woman of God said, preparing people to go out. Then what are we doing? Are we just keeping people within that that, that uh, enclave because uh, they look good? They 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 are big givers. Uh, they're keeping the doors open. That's not Christ. That's not the message. The message is is that we have a responsibility. Leaders have the responsibility to make sure people are prepared, as the woman of God said, before we send them out. We do not want to send uh, 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 sheeps out for the slaughter. Uh, Particularly, you don't want to send anyone out who is not well-versed in Scripture. It's very important that – I'm not saying you have to be a theologian, but you should have some – idea of concept of the salvation plan of God, you, I would emphasize the importance of studying the Word of God and also uh, having the ability to be able to uh, listen, to be able to, again, uh, uh, look people in the eye uh, and converse with them, have a discussion, do not debate the Word of God, Okay, if someone chooses not to, to receive, not everyone's going to. Uh, maybe they need to hear a different voice. Uh, no harm. Uh, so there are different people who are called and who are able to handle certain types of individuals. Like, for example, uh, someone who who is well-versed in Scripture. Uh, uh, may connect with someone Who uh, is a uh, Religion major And they may be able to have a very Nice conversation And where it's again It's a discussion, it's not a debate uh, As the woman of God mentioned Something that is very, very important uh, You know we I, I earlier spoke about the importance Of going out and going out and preaching The gospel, but she really Touched on a very important point and that is preparation. We—it's amazing, you know. When we come into Christ, I know what happened to me. You know, when I came to Christ for the first time, uh, you, you know, you're—you know—you're full of energy and you're excited about this—this this, uh, 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 walk and and you're just anxious and you just can't wait to get out there and hand out tracts and and to just talk about Jesus and what Jesus has done. Well. Um, There are some people out there that don't care about your Jesus. There are some people out there who who, who are very much against your faith, who don't believe what you believe, and and you're going to come across those individuals. How do you respond to them? How do you respond to a Buddhist? How do you respond to a Muslim? How do you respond to an atheist? Oh, it gets better. How do you respond to someone who follows Satan? Hmm. There's... These things require, again, preparation, prayer, edification, fasting as well. We can't just send our people out there unprepared. I mean, it, it it would be illogical. It would be foolish. And we don't want to put anyone in a position where they could be injured or embarrassed in some way perhaps. We want to make sure that the men and women of God are properly equipped spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, and yes, they must be grounded in the Word of God. Yes, as as I said, spiritually. It's not just reading the Word of God, but it's having a a spiritual understanding to what this book is about. And uh, I just want to say thank you, woman of God, for, for your sharing. So yes, indeed, yes. We must make sure. We must have even classes, if you will. Maybe even sit sit down in the congregation and, and have a couple of sessions uh, on evangelism, on going out, preparing people, uh, maybe even uh, bringing up uh, uh, some uh, issues in the area, of, uh, not issues, but uh, some areas of apologetics. Uh, you're going to come across individuals who, who uh, again, who are very evolution-based, creation-based. How do we talk to them? How do we communicate Christ to them? How do we reveal God in nature? How do, we re- how do we reveal God in evolution? How do we do that? How do we get people from thinking that we came from apes to now thinking that, wow, we came from the creator? We, we came from the dust of the earth. How do we transform? through the power of the Holy Ghost, the thinking of a finite man. Because we're finite, too, until Christ came into our lives. And we're still finite. But there was a change. And the change was the Holy Spirit that came in and began to reveal certain things and began to make, as I said, the crooked ways straight. And we began to say, wow, you know, Lord, I didn't see it that way well, you know, I always understood it to mean this, but now you're telling me this, and you're telling me this, and you're telling me this. That is the power of the Holy Ghost. That is the power of God, when he can now bring a a revelatory download to now open your eyes, open your sphere, open your dimension to another level in him. When we see God through our lenses, obviously, that, our eyesight, when it comes to the things of God, we cannot comprehend his ways. Scripture says so. In Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9, the Lord says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So the lenses through the, the, the lenses of an atheist is hindered. They see one way; they're not seeing it through the scope of the Holy Spirit. Because if they were, then their 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 lenses would be like, "Wow, okay, I believed God." In fact, I. It's amazing how you have individuals who make arguments doesn't exist. Why are you making an argument against a God you do not believe in? If he doesn't exist, he doesn't exist. But yet you're making an argument against something that you say is either irrelevant or doesn't exist. That, and this is my own opinion, appears to be – that seems illogical. Who argues about something that doesn't exist? Doesn't exist, so okay. But again, there are individuals that try to prove the point. They're trying to make an argument to support their belief system. We do it. We make arguments. We have discussions about our belief system. And we allow the Holy Ghost to do the work. As the Apostle Paul said, I planted... Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So, yes, we must equip the men and women of God to go out, to preach the gospel, to make sure that when, when they go out, they are properly spiritually prepared and equipped to bring the gospel in a way that Jesus would, would be right there with them. So they're not seeing the person. They're not seeing the evangelist, apostle or the prophet, but they're seeing Christ. That is what the gospel message is truly all about, is that people would not see us, because who are we in our own human frailty? But they would not see us, but they would see Jesus, and that they would hear Christ, and that they would be brought to another level in their
0: understanding.
1: It is now 7:46 p.m. If there is anyone else on the line who would like to uh, uh, ask a question, uh, perhaps uh, bring a comment, or perhaps you're in need of prayer, call her you're on the earth. If there's no one on the uh, if there's no one on the line. Then I'll just move forward. Call her you're on the earth. God bless you. Hello. Yes, women
2: of God. Yes, I just want to make one final statement before you conclude for tonight. I, I wanted to say that I also believe that we have to have uh, our focus and priorities in order. What do I mean by that is that uh, I, I believe that the reason why people aren't preparing themselves for Christ's return uh, and within the church and outside the church uh, it's because we're mostly focused on on the inside of the church, the confines of the four walls. We're, we're focused on uh, titles and, and gaining recognition from just being inside of the church. That's where we want to serve. And people have developed even more a desire to serve inside rather than outside. So I think the focus is, is, is totally off, you know, people want to become the apostle, a prophet, evangelist, teacher, and to, to be the one to have the microphone, to be the one to have the the church or they have the, the biggest church, or for people to praise us and and uh, pat us on the back and say how much we're doing a great job and how anointed we are. But we know that if we go out there and do evangelism and no one sees but your reward is in heaven, people usually don't take a special liking to that. And I, I think that we have a major role to play, and you're right, we do have to do much better, but we have a major role to play uh, 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 and responsibility as to why many people are lost today and that people are dying without really, really knowing Christ and if they hurt him, but we're not really knowing him because we're, we're not serious enough about doing kingdom. We're, we're so preoccupied with doing church but not kingdom. And so I I pray that uh, our perspective will begin to change and to do exactly what Christ said, but we're we're too focused uh, on self, self self-centeredness, egotism, who has the biggest church, who has the greatest title, the most powerful anointing, and we've gotten blindsided by that. Rather than doing kingdom, uh, we're stuck on doing church. Thank you.
1: Amen, amen, and thank you once again, woman of God. And it, you, you know, you you mentioned something earlier about preparedness. And tonight's topic uh, for if there's anyone that just joined in, are you prepared for the soon coming King? I liken preparedness to holiness. I liken preparedness to righteousness, God's righteousness, not our own, because we don't have any. Our righteousness to him, as the scripture says, it's, it's filthy rags. Holiness, this is what God requires, because he's holy, and he requires it of his sons and daughters. His righteousness, his truth, his ways, his thoughts. As a woman of God, said, so it, it's important that, again, and as much as we struggle in our own flesh, As much as we struggle to get it right ourselves, and, you know, at times I struggle myself. I say, Lord, what gives me the right to tell anyone to live righteous when I myself have not lived up to that expectation? And he's qualified me. He's qualified us. He's made it so because there's no righteousness in me. He had to do the work. That's why I place special emphasis on the power of God, which is his spirit. He has to do the work. I am not worthy to go out and to tell anyone to start to get their life in order, to to, to receive Christ or damnation, make the choice. Who am I? To say if you don't receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, if you die tonight, you're going to hell. Who am I to say that? Now, heaven and hell is real. Well, is no to... God, I will yeah. not. God, that, that, that I will not play with. But what I'm saying is that I must. I must put on Christ. I must put on Christ. What does that mean? To have the fruit of the Spirit before I'm even qualified to go out and to minister to those who are hurting, to those who are lost, to those who, who, who are hellbound. So I must put on Christ. I must become who Christ is through the power of the Holy Spirit to now go out to minister in love and maybe even give some tough love. But to do it in a way that, that 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 it's not about me, but it is truly, as the woman of God said, it's about kingdom. It's about the advancement of the kingdom of God, the move of God. The Bible says, do not forsake the assembling. We understand that. Scripture supports that. Scripture supports us attending church, congregating on a day, whatever day that is, to come together to encourage one another, to edify one another, to pray and to fast for one another, to war for one another in the spirit. Yes, but the message of the gospel is to go out. The message of the gospel is not to remain within the church, but to, again, as the woman of God said, it's important that when we go because Jesus did not send the twelve. I'm sure I am very sure that the twelve, when they went out, they were prepared. As we must be, as we're now going into those king of God would go with the sons and daughters of God wherever they go, into those places where there are principalities, where there is spiritual wickedness, where there are sorcerers, where there are witches, where there are warlocks, to go into those places with the authority to be able to tear down regions and territories and principalities, that is the kind of power that only comes from the Holy Ghost. So this is why we have to pray and fast for the beloved, so that when they go into these dark places, when they go into, and they're dealing with territorial demons, that those demons would tremble, that those demons would see the power of God, they would see even angels, and they would know that this, mm -mm, don't mess with this one, don't mess with this group, they're protected. Versus the sons of Sceva, who, who, who didn't have the authority, wanted the authority, but they didn't have the anointing, and the demons recognized that, and they got rebuked. Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who, 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 who do you belong to? So, yes, we must have the anointing as we go out to do the work. We must have the proper preparation so that when we go out, there's power that goes with us. There's an anointing that goes with us. The kingdom of God is moving with us so that when we go and we step into a particular area, an avenue, a city, a region, that region changes, as it was in the Acts of the Apostles. When the, when, the, when the disciples moved, when the apostles moved, when they stepped into an area, that area did not remain the same. There was movement. There was a change. There was a shifting, if you will. If we're moving and we're going here and going there, and, and, and there's no change Then we need to regroup And say okay We got to get back Into our prayer closet We got to get right back in Because there's something There's something missing here There's something missing here There's no change I mean we're praying We're fasting But no change What's going on? Preparation Preparing ourselves For The soon coming king Because many of us I'm sure, Christ was to come tonight, what will he What would he say? What would he say about us? Let's ask ourselves that question. I'm going to ask myself that question. Lord, if you return tonight, if you return right now at 7.57 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, what would you say about me? What would you say about your people? who call themselves followers. What would be your report, Lord, about your people? Many of us think, oh, wow, that report's going to be great. I mean, I've done great things. I've done this for Christ. Uh, mm. But what is he going to say about our heart? Yes, you've done great things, my son, my daughter. But your heart was far from me. This is what I'm talking about, preparedness. Is our mind prepared? Is our heart prepared? Is ready to go? Is ready to move and, yes, do the work? But what's the spirit that we're doing it in? Many of, many of us are serving God and doing great deeds. Many of us are traveling the world, ministering the gospel, Living a hypocritical life, living a life, and when I say, when I'm saying living a life, I'm saying there's a burden that they're holding on to, they're living a lie. They're saying they love God, they lift up holy hands, they sing songs, but their heart is far from God. There's no love, there's no forgiveness, there's no compassion all about their ministry. So I'm going to ask you again, what is God going to say about you? If we are blessed to be here when he returns, what is God going to say about us? Are we truly prepared for his coming? At 7.59 p.m., I'm going to close there. My brothers and sisters, God bless you. And I thank you, woman of God, for being a part of Kingdom Empowerment Radio. Thank you very much for for your sharing and your insight. God bless you. It's always a pleasure hearing from you. Thank you once again, Dr. Ganny, uh, Mr. Gani, for allowing me to be a part of Kingdom Empowerment Radio. Thank you, Dr. Sonny Ogbomo. uh, my brother for, again, uh, assisting me uh, in Kingdom Empowerment Radio. God bless you for all your hard work. Uh, It's always a pleasure working with you. And I want to say thank you to all the listeners out there. Uh, God bless you, and thank you for taking the time out to, to listen to Kingdom Empowerment Radio. I hope this segment of Kingdom Empowerment was a blessing to you. And I just want to say in closing, be prepared. Don't fall asleep. Be prepared for the coming of Jesus. He's coming. We don't know when. The Bible doesn't tell us. The day nor the hour. But this we know. He will return. He will return for his bride. And when he returns for his bride, what will he find? God bless you for all of those who are traveling to and from driving flying taking a bus may the blessings of God go with you
0: may the may the
1: angels of protection and safety go with you i decree and declare in the name of jesus christ that no accident, I decree and declare any assignment of accident, premature death against the sons and daughters of the Most High God. That, Lord, you would send angels this evening, Lord, to protect those traveling, traveling, going here, going there. Lord, let there be angels on the road to protect people. Protect people, Lord. Hallelujah. sons and daughters, and even those that don't even know you, Lord. Lord, I pray for your hedge of protection in the air and on the ground, that, Lord, you would establish protection tonight in people's travels, Lord, traveling, a lot of traveling tonight, Lord, Mm, one of the busiest travel uh, uh, nights Uh, On on the calendar That Lord again Yes even law enforcement Keep their eyes open Lord For anyone who is driving Under the influence Lord Lord we pray that Lord Those individuals would would pull over Safely Lord before they use Their car as a weapon And Lord we thank you For what you're doing in this time We await For your coming We don't know when you're going to return But Lord we will move forward as you prepare us to do your will, that you would prepare us mentally and that you would prepare us physically to do the work that you have called us to do. And we thank you. We give you all the glory, all of the honor, and all of the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is Chaplain Kevin Graves saying, Good night, beloved. Until we meet next time in 2019, God willing, thank you so very much for joining me this evening. I love you, and God bless you. Good night.